Hey guys, this is Lauren. The episode that you're about to hear was recorded a few weeks ago, so any age or date references that might have confused you, um, that's why they may not be up to date. Um, additionally, since recording this episode, I did learn about a website called babyboxco.com. The baby box is a safe sleeping space for babies. You can get one free at a lot of hospitals, um, but the website also offers free courses. So they're very short and very easy to do. You can learn the basics of safe sleeping and there are other uh, courses after that as well. And they do reward you with a free baby box. Um, and I believe you can also uh, pay a few bucks for shipping and get a free mattress as well. Um, so I thought that was a really neat resource and I wanted to bring it to everyone's attention. Hope you enjoyed the episode. everyone. So we hope you had a nice week and all that jazz. Today we are talking about crib sleeping. Hey. So um, we'll talk a little bit about like um, safe sleeping, um, Things that have happened with us that we did or didn't do. Um, what else? We'll just talk about whatever we talk about. Yeah, we don't really have an outline. We're kind of winging it on this one. Winging it. Um, okay, so I know you co-slept for a long time. So when you did get to the crib, uh, was there any struggle or any learning points? Um. Definitely had to do a lot of the cried out method because he didn't want to be in there alone. He wasn't used to it for so long. Um, it was actually your bachelorette party when my husband decided to do it when I wasn't home. Um, he texted me when I was out and was like, oh, and by the way, Tim's in a scrim. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And wanted to cry immediately. Um, but when I got home, he was already sleeping and everything was fine. Um, it actually it ended up having to be my husband that had to put him to bed for a while because he just, he would play me. Like, babies are so smart and they know what they can and cannot get from what parent. And he would play me. Like, my husband would put him down and it would be no issue. i put him down and he would cry and cry. And I'd go in and I'd try to console him and put him back in and he'd cry. There was... Um, when even when he was older, he would still have issues like that sometimes. And I'd actually have to crawl in the crib with him and just lay with him. Like there, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, it was a lot, but then he was so good at it and then everything was great and everything was good. And then we moved and now it's bad again. (laughs) How about you? Well, um, we started in the crib when Oliver was like, I think three months old. He was sleeping through the night. So I was like, you know, I think we'll all sleep better if he's in his own room. Um, so we did that. Um, and it went really well until a few, I guess like a month or two ago, he's, you know, with the teething, I think is the thing. He's waking up at night now and um, not wanting to nap now, and that's a whole that's a whole thing. 
Um, yeah. We could probably fill a whole episode about sleep training, but um, <laughs> but um, the actual crib itself, um, he liked it. I, I mean, because before that, he was sleeping in the um. Okay, I think I don't know if I've explained this. The pack and play folded up into the a bassinet shape. Sure. So, so like the pack and play mattress is what he was sleeping on. So I mean, okay. I'm sure the crib, crib mattress was like way more comfortable than that. Um, and even now he sleep better in the crib than in the pack and play. Um, but um, we always have been. Like, I've always been very strict about following, like, the safe sleep practices. Um, and that's one thing that I felt like we should uh, talk a little bit about on here. Have you always, like, adhered ad- – adhere? what is the past? Have you always really followed the rules? <laughs> um, I don't know because I don't think I really paid attention to the rules. So maybe you should go first and inform me of these rules. <laughs> and I'll tell you if we did it or not. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so – the big thing, I don't know if it was already big when you had Tim or not, but um, at least now, is um, the back-to-sleep thing. So they need to be put down on their back. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was um, something I never would have risked um, with Oliver. The only time he didn't sleep on his back is if he was sleeping on my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think know, is like also kind of funny because – Every few years, that changes. It does. And it's it's really funny to me because in one, like, a while ago, it was like they had to sleep on their side, and then it was their back. It's never been their stomach, which is obvious. Um, but then there was, like, the wet – you had to have, like, a wedge under them. And it's just, like, every few years, it changes back to what it was previously. We always come full circle and end up back somewhere <laughs> where we've been before. But yes, we um, Tim always slept on his back unless um, he was sleeping on my chest as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it changes a lot. So at, on one hand, it's like probably not that big of a deal if a kid like, for example, once he started to roll himself over and sleep on his stomach or whatever, I wasn't as worried about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it helped to know that, like, in the past, they recommended different things. But, you know, as if the latest, most safest, you know, opinion is that they have to be on their back, then I always definitely put him on his back to start. Even now, I always put him on his back and he'll change to how he wants to be. But I'm like, this is how I'm laying you down. Um, so that was the big one. Um, having nothing in the crib. So... There's not supposed to be anything in there with them at all until I think like a year maybe, mm-hmm. um, except for a pacifier. Um, I never put I never put him in there with blankets or anything. Um, I he does have a lovey that I started using like a month ago. Um, a lot of the time that'll be in there. Do you know what the lovey is? Um. I don't know what your lovey is. But, like, you know, they're like, the little animals with, like, the little blanket bottom thing? Yes. I don't, I don't know, actually. It's, like, the shape of them, I think, is supposed uh-huh. to be safe for some reason. I don't know why. I don't understand the science behind it. But um, but they're small. So, I mean, I let him 
his is a koala by the way <laughs> but anyway i let i let him have that um and i let him have his pacifier which he oliver does not use pacifiers but um he does occasionally chew on his wubbinub <laughs> and that's the only like a regular pacifier he has no interest in the wubbinub he still won't suck on but he will chew on it or whatever so i'll put him down with the, the wubbinub in there and sometimes the lovey and that's it um but never never blankets so that's one rule i did not follow um tim always had his blanket that he still uses to this day um it's uh uh an infant blanket if you will um it's his whale blanket um we always put him in with that because i'm a blanket sleeper like right now i currently have two comforters and a sheet that i sleep under so i'm always cold so i just figure that he was always cold so i figured it was kind of i don't know rude i guess for him mm -hmm. not to sleep with one or like any blankets i felt that way too at first <laughs> so he's always had a blanket because even when like like I said, we co-slept for a while, so he always had a blanket even when he was, like, weeks old because I was right beside him. I would wake up every time he cooed, every time he, like, any ruffle, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was such a light sleeper that I woke up over any movement that came from our bed. Um, so he's always slept with a blanket because I was so close to him for a while, and when we finally got him in his crib, I think he was, like... 10 months, 11 months old. Um, so he was like basically to the point where he could have that, I guess, um, on his own. So I guess you could say that is the one rule that I didn't follow because he's always had it. And he also, when we put him in his crib, there was this one little like elephant, um, which now it's Scout the dog. Um, but there was this elephant we got, and it was like kind of like a stargazer. You pushed a button, it would play like lullabies for like 15 minutes, and it would shoot stars mm -hmm. on the ceiling in like different colors. Mm -hmm. um, that was also in his crib, but that was like the only way we could get him like to stay and not be upset. Like we would turn it on. Like even now, like with Scout, we turn him on. And there are some times where if he's not asleep, Instead of him turning it back on, he will come out. Because, you know, we've already spoke about this. My son likes to come out. Um, so he'll come out and come in my room and tell me that Scout's off. And I have to get up and turn Scout back on. <laughs> so, yeah. No, we never really followed the nothing in the crib rule. Um, so I also felt like Oliver was approaching. Once he could roll over and pull up and everything, I thought, like, Oh, he's he's old enough to have a blanket now. Um, and so I let him nap, not sleep, but nap with one, I think like twice, and then um I read something that made me never ever want to do it again until he was like at least a year. Um there's a mom in one of the mom Facebook groups, um, where people were discussing this exact topic and um a lot of the moms were, like, very much, like, I let my baby sleep how they want. If they're comfortable, whatever, whatever, you know, like, those rules are just paranoid. And then there was a mom that came in and said my child was, I think her kid was nine months or something. Um, 
said that her kid could roll over, could pull up, all of that. And she, so she put him down with a blanket and he strangled. And it scared the shit out of me. Like, that just, I mean, it broke my heart, too. Like, because that seems like you'd think at, you'd think at that point, like, yeah, they can move freely. There's nothing to worry about, you know? Yeah. But um, apparently, apparently it can still happen. So, um, yeah, I'll probably be scared of that for a little while. Once he, once he's more aware, and I can tell that he's more aware. So, like, you know, which usually happens about a year. You know, maybe we'll try it again. But he also doesn't like to be covered with a blanket, like, if he's in my bed. So I feel good. Like, I don't have to worry so much about it. But, yeah, I don't know. Whenever I read that story, I just thought I really want to mention this on the podcast because there were literally hundreds of moms on that post saying that, you know, they didn't think it was a big deal to put the blanket in the crib. And I, at the time, too, I didn't think, you know, I thought, okay, I've waited long enough. Now is the time. And after that, I was like, no, I can't. I can't believe that would happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying – I mean, that's a very unfortunate event that took place. However, there are so, being a mom, there are so many terrible incidents that happen. Like swimming, for example. Have you heard of dry drowning? Yes, I did. And it's that also, I was paranoid about that for a while too. I'm Tell about still it for paranoid. everyone who doesn't. I you like explain. Okay, so dry drowning essentially is, let's say your child goes under in a pool, and they come out, and they're fine. You know what I mean? Like, a couple minutes go by, and they're back to breathing, back to being one and going in the pool, and all this stuff. They can drown, like, up to 48 hours later, because the water went in their lungs, and it will just sit there. And then as they... It shows, like, um, I think a day later, it will be it shows symptoms as, as like, um, a fever. Um, in older kids, they'll just be so tired and not want to do anything. They'll just want to sleep. And essentially, they'll go to sleep and they won't wake up. They will drown completely out of the water, completely out of the pool, sometimes not even in the same day that they were in a pool. Um, and this is something really new because this happened to um, – my mom has a hot tub and she doesn't keep it hot. So I don't want to hear anything about having a child in a hot tub. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had Tim in it literally this past summer and, um, I was in the hot tub with him. My mom was standing beside, my husband was standing on the other side. We were all just hanging out. And, um, there was this crazy looking caterpillar (laughs) on this plant next to like the hot tub. So I'm like, ew, what is that? So Drew's looking, my mom looks, and I literally turned away for two seconds. And when I turned back, Tim's like literally looking at me soaking wet. And I'm just like, what happened? I mean, like hot tubs are like a foot deep. You know what I mean? So he was able to like stand back up and everything was fine. But, you know, like he's like shocked and freaking out. And now I'm freaking out. And like, then I like. I'm like, oh my God, well, now I have to worry about this for the next two days. Like, am I going to lose my child from dry drowning? And I'm explaining this to Drew and Drew's like, that's not a thing. And I'm like, Google it. So then he Googled it and he's like, oh my God. And then I'm explaining it to my mom and my mom is like, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, well, I don't know if it's something new they've discovered 
or what, but it's a thing. And so it's like something I worry about nonstop and it freaks me out. Like I, Tim has not gone underwater on purpose in any pool and he's turning three. I constantly get judged for him not knowing how to swim and all this stuff. And I'm just like, he's fine. Like he has fun the pool. He holds on to me in the pool. Like we swim together kind of thing. But I'm like, I'm not ready to take my hands off of him because I don't want this to happen. I had it happen to one of my um, family members, friends, and they're in high school. They were swimming at the pool all day. And then he had issues like breathing later that night. So they went to the hospital and he literally had, was, his lungs were filled with water. And he was like 17 years old. So it can happen to anyone. Um, but it's something definitely on the, I guess, newer side, I guess we're becoming more aware, but there's things like that. There's things like all kind of things that if being a parent, you're going to, of course, freak out over, but at the end of the day, it's the odds of it happening to you are so slim because I mean, like you said, there are so many moms that were commenting on that mom's post saying, oh, I never knew that could happen. It's, it was very unlucky and unfortunate, like exactly for me with Tim's accident. Yeah. I have had so many people come up to me telling me about how their child fell out of bed or things of that nature. And it's, it was a very tragic, unfortunate event that happened. And it does happen. I've, I've heard of other stories who it's happened to, but it's not something that is wide and known. So being a parent, you can't really freak out over everything. And I'm not saying like pick and choose the ones you freak out over either. But I just think there's um, things, I don't know. I don't know where I'm trying to go with this. Well, it's like um, there are so many different things. Okay, like dry drowning, for example. Like it doesn't mean don't take your kids swimming. You know, yes, but like something that your kids, I mean, because swimming, you know, it's like a, unless that's just not a part of your life, then for most people, I think swimming is like a normal part of summer. There's no reason to not include that in your kids' lives. But I think like when it's something, um, you know, that you can help, that there's no reason not to help and you know about it, then you should. I mean, there's plenty of people who just don't are just are not aware of you know, risks like dry drowning or the blanket strangulation stuff or things like that. And I'm not, you know, it's not to blame or whatever. And then at the same time, like, you know, we were talking about back to sleep. Um, I remember back when we were in the early sleep stages, reading a lot more um, about that. And some parents were so stressed out. They were like, my kid will only sleep on his stomach. Um, I mean, you should do your very best to put him to sleep on his back. But if that kid, like, is only sleeping that way and you have figured out a way that feels safe to you as a parent, you know, that's your decision. Um, but if it's just like, well, I think he'd be more comfortable on his stomach, you know, just don't. Yeah. If, or if it means that your kid, you know, needs to cry for a few minutes before they go to sleep, let them cry. It's better to be safe. Um, and I think a another thing is that, like you were saying, like we're learning all of these things. I think that a lot, a whole lot, of the things that uh, we're learning all just got chalked up to SIDS um, yes. in past years. And now we're learning that, like, you know, SIDS sometimes is its own thing and other times it comes from 
things that we now know can happen like dry drowning or like the baby needs to sleep in a different position or like blanket strangulation and things. So um, I just think when you can, you should just take every when it's a safety precaution when it's something you know I would never say don't take your kids swimming like Oliver swims you know and he has gotten water on his face and you have to you have to learn as a mom you're going to be afraid of everything so you have to learn the balance to of like what you're able to let go of type of thing yeah you know uh like with that I had to just say to myself like okay Oliver is not going to dry drown over this one splash of water in his face. I need to let go of this. Yeah. You know, but I, but I also, ha- I have another friend who, um, you know, was taught her and her husband were talking about how like some babies, um, people will put them underwater and they like can learn to swim all on their own. Mm-hmm. See, like I would never risk that personally. Yeah. And it's not, you know, again, it's hard cause it's like, maybe that is the more natural thing and maybe she's right and maybe it would work out really well and I don't think down at all on anyone who you know follows like any parent who's like following their intuition and doing their very best like you're not a bad mom you're not you know yeah it's nothing like I'm not better than you or smarter than you but I just think like any risk that I know about at all like I'm gonna prevent it yeah that's understandable and sleep is the scariest thing in the world to me because you're also asleep and you're away, you know, unless the baby is right next to you. Yeah. And, and even then sometimes, like, you aren't fully aware. So it's like – and it's hours, you know, nighttime. It's like nap time is one thing. I can go in and check on him, but at night it's hours away. So, like, that is the scariest time to me. And so I, like, I feel, like, so passionate that it has to be the safest time too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's our blanket thing. But, I mean, I don't know. Probably out a year I'll, I'll start letting him have one. But, like I said, I don't even know does if he'll he, use it. Does he move around a lot at night? He does move around a lot. Oh, okay. So that's yeah, another he, thing. Tim, he – well, not anymore. But when he was a baby, he was like a statue. He, like – didn't move around a lot at night so I think that's another reason that I felt okay with him having a blanket because literally I would put it on him perfectly when I come in the next morning it was still on him perfectly (laughs) so yeah see that's another thing too like and like okay I I saw someone call they were literally calling it child abuse that the parent swaddled their child past um a couple weeks which I thought was crazy. I mean, you can swaddle your kid for a few months if you yeah. want. But they were, like, saying that that was child abuse. And this was a doctor who was saying it was child oh, abuse. Oh, doctors. And it's like, don't be that asshole. You know what I mean? Just Yeah. Everyone knows their kid well, too. Like, Oliver, I stopped swaddling him after, like, two weeks. He hated the swaddle. They'll say um, I stopped swaddling him after we left the hospital. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a lot of babies don't like the swaddle a lot of babies do well with the swaddle like and I think the blankets like you said like if I knew that Oliver would sleep better with the blanket and that he would stay still all night Mm -hmm. then maybe it would be a different story but you know everyone knows their kid a little differently so you know I think it's important when we have the conversations to not be so like uh accusatory you know or so like finger pointing so many fingers you know yeah um 
because really nobody knows your kid the way you do. I mean, you know everything there is to know pretty much about your own kid. Yep. All right. So let's get to another rule. Um, do, 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 do. Well, that's pretty. Oh, this is kind of like the same rule, I guess. But the like uh, crib bumpers. Oh, yes. Things like that. Um, You're not supposed to use those. Mm hmm. Did you ever use things like that? No, I never had any. Yeah, me either. Um, I was at first worried that like he could hurt himself on the wood of the crib, and then I read up on that and realized that was not gonna. It's just not. He's fine. He's gonna be fine. Yeah. And the crib bumpers are actually more of a danger. So again, like with him, he never really moved, so I didn't have to worry about him getting close to the side or anything like that. So we didn't yeah. need them. And like that I think became a thing like as I was pregnant with him cuz I remember like seeing people before I had Tim who had them on their cribs. And then I remember being told not to have them on the crib. So I think that's like a recent discovery. Um but I really don't understand the point to them anyway they just seemed more I guess design than yeah it's just not necessary right yeah so I was like it's not like my child's gonna get his arm stuck in the the crib like he was clearly small enough that his arm could fit in and out through the crib space so it's like I don't understand what we're protecting here (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um, Not letting your baby sleep anywhere that's not the crib. Um, Like the car seat, which I'll mention this again on the car seat episode, but never let your baby sleep in a car seat. I never let Tim, like... I never, like, got Tim to sleep and put him in his car seat, but if we got home and he was sleeping, I never woke him up out of his car seat. Yeah, that's how I was uh, when Oliver was little, and that's another thing I learned about afterward was that um, babies can very easily suffocate in their car seats um, when they're not in the when they're not in the car because the base of the car seat keeps it angled in a such a way that the baby can breathe. Um, but the car seat itself is not meant to sit on the floor. Yeah. Um, and I definitely didn't know that. And I let Oliver sleep in the, you know, like you said, like when we got home or whatever, a few times. And um, again, like heard story about a baby that was like, I think this baby was like almost a year old or something. And, they suffocated that way Um, it has to do with the pressure on the lung the way that the pressure rests on their lungs Um, I think it also has to deal with like their like the angle of their head like it like closes their Mm -hmm. windpipe I guess if you will yes they don't have the strength to put their head back up um And that's pretty much, like, all the rules, per se. Um, Another thing that I wanted to mention was, um, since we were talking about blankets, did you ever use a sleep sack? A what? A sleep sack? Oh, my God. You've never? 
I've never heard of it. These are the greatest invention. Um, I actually need to get a bigger one now. Um, but it's basically like a gown kind of a thing that zips up. So you can put, you know, if your kid, if your baby's wearing like a onesie or whatever, you can stick that inside the sleep sack and just zip it up. Um, and it's like a blanket, but it stays on them. It's attached to them, you know? Oh, that's kind of cute. It's amazing. And the great thing about it is that, like, you can keep putting them in a sleep sack when they're a little bit older. Like, when I worked at a, a daycare in the past, some of the toddlers wore sleep sacks to nap time. And they were, like, you know, some of them were, like, two years old. Yeah. Um, I am a huge fan of the sleep sack. And there's all different kinds. Like, um, there's – we had – Right now, we have, like, a long sleeve fuzzy one that he's about to outgrow. Um, but over the summer, we had one that was, like, a – it was sleeveless. It was, like, a tank tank top, basically, so his arm stuck out of it. And it was, like, a thinner material. Um, and I really like them for layering, too, in the winter because, um, you know, it's – I feel like that's difficult to get them, like, the perfect temperature. <laughs> um I, if I would always bundle Oliver too much and he'd be hot, which is also not good. So, you know, the sleep sacks make it really easy to um, to do that as well, to control the temperature. I like that. Yeah, they're super awesome. Definitely recommend that to everyone. Um, and then, okay, I have one more thing on this topic, um, which is flathead. Oh, goodness. I knew it was um, <laughs> What What is your experience in the, in the flathead world? So Tim never had it. And I think it's because I talk with this about my coworker, with my coworker, because that is becoming a thing nowadays. I know several um, acquaintances who have had their child have that. And, um, my coworker explained it perfectly. Like, um, she was like, my son never had that because I never put him down. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Cause I also never put Tim down. Like literally every time Tim took a nap, it was on my chest because I was home and able, it's just comfy. You know what I mean? Like you nap, it's fine. I'm here. I'm just watching TV. Let's do it. So, um, Tim, the only time Tim was not in my arms was when I was in the shower and he was in a swing. So I don't know if that has to do with it or not, but Tim never had it. And I believe it is from your child laying flat, right? For too long. Yeah. Being on their, on their head too much because kids, babies heads are soft as you and I know, hashtag square their head. heads. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, if they're on one side too much, they it will it will flatten. Yeah, like my coworker, one of her um, friends had it, and their excuse was, "Well, my child doesn't like tummy time, so we never do tummy time." And I'm like, "Your child is weeks old, and does it know? Like, no child likes tummy time, but you gotta do it." Yeah. Um. Oh, I do want to. I do want to say before I forget, because I almost just forgot. Babies can get flathead for another reason, which has to do with birth. Like if the baby was stuck under 
your ribs or something. They can be born with flathead. So that, you know, not all babies have flathead because they didn't, you know, their parents didn't do a certain thing. Um, but in general, it's a pretty mm-hmm. real thing. Anyway, had to had to insert that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm not dodging parents who ha- their child has that. Like, it's understandable. You're a working mom or you're, it happens at the daycare or like, you know what I mean? There's so many reasons as, or explanations as to why it happened. I'm just saying for my instance, my son never had it because I never put him down. He was always in my arms on my chest. Never. The only time he was laying on his back was when he went to sleep at night. Yeah. Um, because you can't baby a baby. Hey, Yes. As our almost viral post. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I did not hold him all the time. I did hold him a lot. But um, the biggest thing is when Oliver was that little, um, we pretty much would take – I would take shifts in his what position he was in. So, you know, like he would sleep on his back at night, and then he'd get up in the morning, nurse, and sleep on my chest for a nap. Then he'd get up and – uh, we do tummy time. Then I would, maybe if I sat him down to go get breakfast or something, I would um, sit him so that he was resting in the boppy. Then the next time I'd put him in the swing, you know. And so um, he was just spending most of his day in different positions throughout. And it wasn't even, it wasn't like we didn't have like a specific schedule or we didn't have, you know. I mean, like we didn't yeah. always do a great job with tummy time either. Tummy time, whatever. That's a whole thing. But you know what I mean? And then I did spend a lot of time holding him and wearing him. And then sometimes he'd be in the car seat because we'd use the stroller, which the car seat flicked into, or, you know, we'd drive somewhere. So, I mean, he just was never in one position for that long. Um, And I was always, like, really paranoid about that he was going to get flathead because when he was asleep in um, the – bassinet thing at the time anytime I check on him he would always put his head to one side and he would put it so close to the edge by the way it freaked me out so much like the um like the wall part mm-hmm. I was like oh my god can you breathe you can breathe you just want to stress me out um but anyway so his head would always be on that one side and I was like oh he's gonna get flathead but he never did um and that was one thing. I guess I was, like, pretty mindful about it. I didn't want him always laying in one type, one specific way. Um, but also just that was just how it was for me. Like, you know, I didn't – he just wasn't always doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. Which, I mean, again, we're not trying to, like, bash any moms whose babies had flathead. And, you know, since we didn't have them, it's hard to say how – easily it could have happened or whatever um especially if you're busy but uh yeah I mean uh, that was my thoughts on it so I mean I would say if you can avoid flathead, <laughs> you should make the effort. <laughs> yeah. You should make the effort because, I, like I said, I really don't think it was that difficult for me to, like, continually switch out the position that he was in. It wasn't, like, every five minutes I was doing. You know, it's just that, like, whenever I did need to put him down, it was in a different – you know, we had options. And 
a boppy is $20. The swing is $40. I mean, you know, and tummy yeah. time is free. The baby wearing wrap, I don't know. Those were gifts, so I'm not sure how much they were, but you can. But you can get them for cheap. Yeah, and you can hold your baby as well. So I just, and then of course a stroller. I'm sure that everyone has a stroller. So like they're right there, right there for under 100 bucks. You have plenty of options. Yes. To just switch it up, you know? Yep. And I mean, I think my one friend's child, um, he actually had a muscle problem in his neck and that's caused, that's what caused his flathead. Mm. So, I mean, there are other, there are other causes for flathead than just having your child on his back or their back all the time. Um, but there are ways to prevent flathead when you can prevent it. Right. In most cases it is very preventable. So Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's our bit on flathead, but I mean again, we all fuck up in one way or another. So even if it is because you didn't give enough tummy time or hold your baby enough or whatever. Yeah. Oh well, you learned maybe if you have another kid you'll do something differently, but and flatheads, you know, the baby is fine. It's easy fix, but but prevent it if you can, maybe, you know. Yeah. It'll save you money in the long run. Oh, yes. oh, oh god. Are you I all clicked right? something. I clicked something and I didn't know it was a video and it started playing and I couldn't hear anything. <sighs> <laughs> well, did you have um any Anything else to add on this topic? No, I think we hit all of the nails. Um, I guess. Yeah. You know what's best for your child. So, at the end of the day, keep doing you. Yep, just, you know, safety is very important. Um, but, you know, it's... You know, your own intuition as a mom is invaluable. Um, but, yeah, I definitely just, like, at some point on here, I wanted to go through all of those safety rules. Some of them I hadn't heard. Some of them, you know, a lot of people don't hear, and then things can happen that aren't – that are easily preventable. So, you know, sometimes if we didn't know or if we had to make another choice, don't beat yourself up over it. But just, you know – be as safe as you can when you can because they're not going to be little for that long. They're not going to be terrible sleepers for that long. Um, if you're having a baby with colic or a baby who's having a hard time sleeping, you know, like that phase will will pass. Um, so, you know, everybody, we're just all just doing our best. So we're rooting for you. Yeah, you will get through it. You will get through it. Just that's my that's my piece to anyone who's like tempted to like give up on certain safety things just because they're exhausted you know do what you have to do but it but it it won't be that much longer so keep that in mind when you make those choices all right right. so you have tweets yeah let me see oh let me pull them up tweet 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 Okay, 
me to my kids. You've been on the iPad too long. Go watch TV. Hello? Oh. Yeah, you didn't hear it? No, I just heard me to my kids. You've been on the two. Oh, now I got it. And that, oh, I forgot to credit. That was at Baron Von Bike. Got it. All right. So I have one from Dina Sandoval. My toddler had a major meltdown because I wouldn't let him eat gummies. I said, no way, and put them in my purse. My husband and I exchanged exchanged shifts. He took the kids. As I proceeded to drive to work, what did I see? I couldn't help myself. I earned those gummies. <laughs> um, Abby has issues. Oh, Abby has issues. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Abby has issues, says, no thanks. Five hours of energy sounds exhausting. Oh, yes. All right. I have one from H. Solthers. She bought a four-month-old double stroller for $80 when they were originally priced at $350. Hashtag mom wins. I wish nice. I could find deals as good as that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good one. 21st century SAHM. Not stay-at-home mom. That would be like a really, really long Twitter handle. Anyway, she says... My favorite parenthood thing is dragging the kids out of bed at 7 for school all week and then seeing them bright-eyed at 5.30 a.m. on Saturday. That is the damn truth. (laughs) Tim cannot wake up during the week, but on the weekends, he wakes up literally at the same time. So sad. It is. Um, Oh, gosh. I don't – his whole – he has a really long – his username is Exploding Unicorn. Oh, yeah. He's huge. Yes. He has a really long, like, name. Like, I can't remember it. Not handle, but his, but his name real is, name. Well, I mean, it's not his real name because it, it says, uh, in quotations, bare minimum parenting comes out in nine days. So I'm guessing he updates that, but it's really long because so I couldn't see his handle. <laughs> But anyways, oh, he, he said, it. yeah, I'm sure he changes it every day until James Breakwell. There we That's go. Him. Anyway, go on. So four-year-old, we don't need to be scared of monsters. Me. That's right. Four. They're scared of mom. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, well, we hope you guys have a good week, something, enjoyed it, have a great week, and thanks for listening to us. Thanks for being our friends, our mom friends, (laughs) and like, see you again soon. Like, follow, share, and be our friends. We're not desperate or anything. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)